Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. On today's I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, we have an iconic rapper. I actually think an iconic person. Historically, when we look back at 2018, this girl will be looked upon as an iconic person and everything that's going on socially uh, in the world. But she's known as an MC. She's known as Young M.A., the Brooklyn MC. I cannot tell you how fucking excited and proud I am to have Young MA on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. This is like some Rolling Stone magazine, Source magazine, 60 minutes type shit. All right. I got to sit down with Young MA, the Brooklyn MC, for an hour. If you don't know her, check her out, look her up. She's fucking dope as shit. Keeps it real. Great stories. Just great reality, just a great person, so impressive. I was a fan of hers uh, when I first saw her, I think, on Instagram, rhyming or freestyling. Got familiar with her music, her whole vibe. Knew she was special, but didn't realize she was as special as uh, I found out when I met her and sat down with her on today's I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast with Young 
M.A., Miles, Jordan. Let me get something funky. All right. It's Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. the gringo mandingo. And listen, I'm going to sort of keep this as a standalone episode uh, because as I told you, I cannot wait for you guys to hear uh, this sit-down interview with Young M.A. Um, She's fucking dope as shit. Um, If you're not familiar with her, check out her music. Um, She's a fucking icon, man. Uh, She's a game-changing personality. Uh, She's a game-changing MC. Uh, She's a cultural game-changer. She's cool as shit. She's funny as shit. Uh, Got to talk to her about, you know, her rise as an MC. Uh, Which state has the baddest chicks in the United States? Which country has the baddest chicks all around the world? Uh, Meeting 50 Cent, her her idol. Meeting Jay-Z, her idol. And having her idols recognize and be fans of her. And... She just directed a porno. Young M.A. just directed a fucking no-no. Talking about that and so much more on today's standalone, because it's so goddamn good, standalone episode of the I Am Rap Report Stereo Podcast. Yes, I'm chomping at the bit to talk shit about Jared Kushner. Jew face Jared Kushner. And I'm a Jew, and I'm calling him that. Jew face Jared Kushner got his security clearance Taken away. That motherfucker has to get vetted if he travels to Vermont. Jared Kushner got his security clearances taken away. That means he's no longer authorized for TSA pre-check, motherfucker. I'm TSA pre-check, okay? Jared Kushner has nothing. He's like a civilian. The only fucking thing that Jew-faced Jared Kushner is good for now is cooking Shabbat dinner okay when Ivanka comes home have the brisket have the meatloaf and have the strudel ready for her okay you're a fucking stay-at-home dad Jared Kushner that's it that's it you got your fucking security clearances taken away you know what that means that means when they have high-powered secret meetings you can't be there motherfucker you cannot be there Okay, and I love it. You can't be there for high power, top secret meetings, conversations, because they took your fucking security clearance. I don't even know if you're qualified for an Uber membership. I've talked a lot of shit about Jared Kushner because he's a fucking mute and he doesn't say anything about anything. Okay, I don't think anyone has heard him speak. He's got a Twitter account, but he doesn't tweet. Okay, I listened to an NPR podcast called Embedded. It goes into a long history of Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner's grandparents are Holocaust survivors, okay? And they articulated it at the Jewish Museum. His grandmother shared her story. It's a very compelling, a very heartbreaking story of what they were exposed to. Um, And then it goes into talk about Jared Kushner's father and all this. But the fact that he has such a... Such a long history in his family blood, in, in, in his genetic makeup, you know, being a Jew and what, what, what the struggles, true struggles of, of being a Jew are and, and being a Holocaust survivor and having grandparents that would live to tell the story of what it's like to be a Holocaust survivor. And then for him to be so fucking mute about everything, 
the Tiki Torch people, everything, all the racial shit that his father-in-law says, that's why I don't like this motherfucker, okay? If you want to learn more about Jared Kushner, you should check out this embedded NPR podcast. It's all about the Kushner family, and you'll understand a little bit more why I can't stand this fucking soulless fucking Jew. I want to give a shout-out to Dick's Sporting Goods on a serious note. Um, they are uh, the first company that I'm aware of that is uh, independently taking a step into trying to stop the selling of assault rifles. They're not selling assault-style weapons anymore, as they should. If you're a hunter, you don't need these kinds of weapons. Hunters don't use assault-style weapons, okay? They're no longer selling guns to anyone under the age of 21. Yo, Dick Sporting Goods, you have a customer in me. Some of these sick fucks are saying they want to ban Dick Sporting Goods. You're sick animals. And what else? LeBron James, okay, he broke another record. He's the only basketball player in history to have 30,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, 8,000 assists. Incredible. He's the only player to ever do it. Um, Everybody's talking about it. Obviously, all the sports outlets are talking about it. I'm talking about it. The rest of the NBA is talking about it. All kinds of other athletes uh, shouted him out, tweeted him out. Um, and you know who else is talking about it? LeBron fucking James. See, this is why it's always one step backwards with you. You accomplish something that no other basketball player has ever accomplished, and yet you tweet about it yourself. Why don't you just let everybody else and our mothers talk about it? Why are you tweeting about it yourself? I understand you got to have confidence. I get all that. I have a lot of confidence in myself. You're listening to the world's greatest podcast right now. Okay, but I'm not LeBron fucking James. Okay? I'm not the only player who scored 30,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, 8,000 assists. And if I was, I wouldn't say shit about it. I would just be businesslike, like Dr. J or Michael Jordan. Stop patting your fucking self on the back. The whole world is talking about it. The entire sports world is talking about it. Yet you have to add your little cherry on top tweet. Listen, I said this was going to be a standalone episode. G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty is dealing with a little bit of water trouble in the Bronx gloom tomb. The next episode, we're going to be back doing our thing. So much shit to talk. But I told you, Smithsonian level podcasting. Okay, this podcast right here, in my opinion, out of all the podcasts we've done, and I don't like to compare them because they're all like my children, this may or may not be the best sit-down interview we've ever done. Brooklyn MC, Icon, Game-changing personality, game-changing MC when it comes to hip-hop. Fucking dope as shit. Let's get to it. Michael Rappaport meets the great young M.A. Let's fucking go. Trying to get me out, but y'all don't know what I'm about. Y'all do it for the clout. The streets like, where you at? 
Told niggas I'm in route. I was working at the house in the stool, sleeping on the couch, trying to figure out what my next move is. Come move with the movement. I see through you old transparent niggas who you guys think you fooling. We billin', billin'. Picky ring drippin', drippin'. My necklace is droolin'. Trey Pound got a buck. Parkin' nigga like amusement. No clowns over here. No ha-ha, no amusement. Nah, nah, we ain't losin'. Y'all got us confused with them other niggas over there. Who them? Who them? And I'm hoppin' out the bins. Giovanni by the lens. I ain't come here for friends. Came here to make money, save money, then I spend. M.A., where you been? Don't you do that shit again. You think I give a fuck what a hater gotta say about me? That's exactly what they hate about me. They around me when the sunrise, when the sun shining. Where the fuck y'all was at when it was cloudy? Fake niggas, please get the hell from around me. Cause I don't even know why these niggas is around me. Get that back. Y'all was the same niggas that doubt me. Mic check, check, check. Mic check. Mm. Test, test, test. Mic check, mic check. All right. Just got it, Young M.A. Mm-hmm. Out here. On the motherfucking I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now, just to get this off my chest. I told you when I met you briefly at the Snoop Dogg event. Right. I'm a big, big, big fan. I fuck with you. Ever since I saw you, it might have been on Instagram or... I think it was Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, who is this? <laughs> like, your whole shit, your style, the way you were rhyming, the fact that you were a chick rhyming like that. Like, it, I knew from the way you were speaking, like, Brooklyn. Right. And I just was like, oh, shit. So to have you on the podcast, and Drew will tell you, I'm a fan since the moment I saw you. I might not have saw you at the first out, whatever. No, it's cool, right? So I appreciate you rocking. Trust with me, me. I, I know a lot about you. Um, definitely, Drew put me on to um, you being a fan, whatever the case. Um, but I always see you. I'll see you on the internet. You be wilding. You be official with it. So I always, you know, had much respect for you. All right. Well, I appreciate um, it. Absolutely, man. I know you one of the realest, man. So <laughs> it's only right for me to be on here. So what's up? Are you? You're in. We're doing this in Los Angeles. You're right. Brooklyn. Everything. Absolutely. How you how you feeling about Los Angeles? I love LA. LA is like LA is like one of the places you come where you kind of trying to escape the East Coast. You know what I mean? Like I'm so used to the East Coast. I'm so used to the, just the um the environment out there and how everything moves is so much faster, so much colder, so much darker. You know, when you come to LA it's more brighter, you know what I mean? It's more right. it's more open. So um when I come out here it's like now I want to say a peace of mind, but it's like a different state of mind. You you think different when you come out here. <laughs> Than in New York City. Right. You know it's just I mean? slower. You're it's in the just, car yeah. all the time. Right. Whereas in New York, you're in the streets. streets. Yeah, you're more so in the streets. And you, you feel the streets more in New York City. Out here, you more feel like the vibes, the weather. Like, you feel that out here. In New York City, you feel the you feel the authentic, real vibes. Like, it's like, this New York City. And then you come out here, it's like, this L.A. Right. So, it's, it's, it's a difference. It's not a bad. It's like nothing bad. It's just a difference or whatever the case. So, when I come out here, it's like different type of vibes, different type of business. And then when I'm back in the city, different vibe, different business. So, yeah. So, so I don't know much about your, your background or how you came up. Right. And, you know, we're not going to get into all that mm-hmm. now. But I could tell you, you know, like your hood. Like, you came up. Like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. like, you came up. Just in terms of like the being recognized now and the fame that you uh, have and, and what you mean to people right. and, and everything good, bad, and in between, especially in Brooklyn, especially in the hood, because you got people that love you, people that are excited mm-hmm. you, you got haters, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not, you can't walk around uh, anonymously, right. which is one of the things that probably helped you become 
who you are right, as an artist. Exactly. How do you deal with that, you know, sort of being able to appreciate what you get from being a New Yorker, being from Brooklyn, and now, you know, you're not anonymous. Right. Like, people probably are fucking hyped to see yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I imagine 99.9% of the people right. are hyped to see you. Right. Um, one thing I can say, though, when you come from New York City, man, it's like, I want to say an, an advantage, but it is. Because, like, if you can win there, you know what I mean? You can win everywhere. Like, you get that love from New York City, man. Everything else becomes a little more easy. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it comes a little more easy, a little more lean. You know what I mean? So, um, New York City is rough, man. Like you, you, you're not gonna get no bullshit from New York. They gonna keep it real with you. If you trash, you trash, and that's what it is. If they feel like you ain't authentic, you ain't authentic. If the streets ain't talking about you, you don't matter. You know what I'm saying? So when you get that street love first, everything else becomes I bet. All right, we gonna go from here. But you gotta build the streets first, and that's what I did. That's something I did. Um. You know, in the beginning, I, I I built from the streets, man. I was like, yo, the streets got to hear me. I was on all these freestyle records, spitting bars, you know, letting them know the real, letting them know my position, where I came from, what it was, and 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 that's what it was. And then eventually, you know, when you branch out, you learn everything else that's on the outside. But when you built from the root of the streets, like, that's like, you know, you you building, like, you you learning, like, that's the struggle. You got to build from the struggle. When How long ago... Uh, was that time when you started, you know, doing all the freestyle shit or like the, you know, like just like the oh, yeah. any go anywhere to rhyme? This 2018, this was like 2011. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So when did you like say, I want to do this, like I want to do this to make money? Like, I like fuck, fuck just doing it because it's cute. Like, I don't want to play street ball, just street ball. I always want to rock with street right. ball, but I want to fucking like be a professional rapper. Like, right, I want right. to be a musician. I'm an artist, whatever you want to call well, it. Since I was nine, I love music. You know what I mean? Since I was nine years old, that was something I've I've, I've paid attention to, something I was into. Um, I didn't know this, the the real serious aspects of it. I didn't really know what came with it. It was just something I just was like, I want to do. I'm like, I want to be a rapper. I'm writing rhymes. You know, I didn't know the the that you know radio and and you need producers and you need a record label. Like I wasn't knowing that at that age. I was just seeing, you know, what rappers do until, you know, eventually a couple of years passed. Probably like I'm around 11, 12 years old. I'm starting to learn more. I'm paying attention to behind the scenes, documentaries and stuff like that. And that's when I realized, all right, this is, this comes, this comes more. I didn't learn this from somebody teaching me. Like, it wasn't like, you know, I had a, a family member or a friend coming to me. Like, I paid attention because I was just interested. You know what I'm saying? So when it came about, you know, I understood like, okay, this is deeper than just wanting to be a rapper. Like this comes with a lot, and um, it was difficult at first. You know, I didn't. In terms I, of what? In terms of just what position I wanted to play. You know, and then you know I'm dealing with not just being an artist, but I'm dealing with who I represent. You know, as a person, as my sexuality. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I've been dealing with in this, rap exactly which at the same like, time, which is something I never. I ain't gonna lie, it's something I never really took. Like on some like I if I come in a rap game like this they not gonna accept me like I never thought that my issue was dealing with that personal like I had to deal with that personally first before I can even think about how they would feel about it in music you understand what I'm saying music was something I always did no matter what I talked about you understand what I'm saying that was just something I always was like I'm gonna do and I'm gonna be great at it but when it came to my personal life and just dealing with you know. What I, you know, what I represented as a person and my sexual preference, I felt like I had to get past that situation personally in order for me to just live the rest of my life comfortable. Mm -hmm. And anything I decided to do, it didn't mm -hmm. even have to be just music. It's just living as an, you know, growing up as an adult. Mm -hmm. You understand? So 
once I got past that stage and, you know, let my family know what it was and all that, then music became comfortable. And I it was you. like, oh, yeah, it's on now. That's dope. You know how, how old were you when, like around that time? I know it's not like a day and a moment. No, it took a long time, man. And I don't have no problem saying that because I didn't understand it at first. You know, I, I knew this was something I was going through, but I didn't understand it. So I just, I just lived life as just... I don't know, just whatever. You know what I mean? I wasn't too personal with it. I just was like, you know, it is what it is until eventually I came into acceptance. When my brother passed away, I was 17. Um, I, that's when I really understood life then. You understand? Like when I got my brother you. passed, it was like, oh, this is real. I got you. You know, like we really die. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I was still innocent for right. a minute. You know, before I even, you know, I witnessed death before. You know, I had a grandfather that passed, uncles or whatever. Whatever, but when you know you got somebody that close to you pass, it's like, oh, this is real. Right. Like you can't take nothing for granted. Right. You know, you gotta go. You know, cause it can be taken from you. Right. And I learned that. You know what I mean? I had to learn that, man. I had to deal with my mom suffering. You know what I mean? It was just a lot at that at that time. I was seventeen. I didn't understand nothing. I knew I was going through my little personal situation, just letting wanting to let my family know what I really was dealing with. Mm -hmm. So you know, once my brother. Was gone. It was like I I can't pretend no more. Like I gotta let them know. Mm -hmm. Like this is what it is. I'm I'm going through it. And and you know I came out at 17. Yo, I, I'm gonna be honest. You're fucking my head up, Drew. I'm such a, <laughs> I'm I'm such a big fan of yours. Like and like I'm just bugging off this already because I'm just like <laughs> I, I only do this because I'm a fan. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, absolutely. And and just to, to have you talk and shit like that, I, no, I really appreciate. It's a, it's a it's a story, man. It's it's. Fuck yeah, it's a story. I mean, you're. I mean, I know there's been women, gay women, whatever you you know in in hip hop, right, right. But, but now and to be so who you are, right, and embrace it, and from the beginning, there's right. no like, you know, and, and to watch hip hop, and especially you know with, with women, it's so. It's, yeah, it, well, women alone is already you know like a, a label thing. You know what I mean? Fuck. If you, you know what I mean? I don't never like to be labeled. Like, I don't say I'm a gay rapper, none of that right. bullshit. But that's you know the I mean? thing that's so dope about you. Like, you're, yeah, when you yeah. came out, it was just like, it was like who the fuck, the fuck is this? Right, right. That's exactly. what the fuck, like, it was no gimmick. Yeah. It was no, I'm a gay rapper. Like, exactly. It was just like, it was who, right. Who the fuck is this? Right. And that's what I, I, I always looked at. Like, I, that's why I said I never brung my personal into, into the music far as like, um, not, you know, not knowing what the fuck, you know, I was going to do next, like, far as, like, letting it be known that this is what it is, letting my family know. Like, I never brung that that situation into the music. When I finally let people know, like, no, nah, I ain't going to say let people, let my family know what it was. Then when I did music, it was just me letting them know my experiences. Now, listen, I'm taking niggas bitches. <laughs> I'm taking they girls. I'm fucking with a strap. Like I'm letting them know this you're not is not taking my fucking wife, younger man. <laughs> I'm telling you, fuck. You're not taking my fucking wife. You're not gonna take my fucking wife. <laughs> but that's where it was at. I'm, I'm, I'm trying you're to take turn my straight girls wife. out. Like you gotta understand. Like it wasn't me coming. You in. fuck you. <laughs> you're not taking my fucking wife. <laughs> you fuck you. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo. But nah, for real. No, for I real, got man. you. You're, you're just yourself. Like you're. I came in like, I wouldn't say cocky, but I came in confident, man. I came in like, yo, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm, I let it out. Right. Music is self-expression. I'm expressing how I feel. 
women think I'm attractive, I'm getting at them. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I came into the game. I was confident, man. I, I've been dealing with this shit for too long. I got you. You understand? Like, I got something you. I held in for a long time, man. It was like, yo, fuck that. I got you. I don't care what nobody think. You I understand what I'm saying? I don't care how you feel, what you feel about it. No, I'm M.A., I'm young M.A., I'm an artist, and I'm going to tell you how I feel. And I'm going to let you know my struggles. I'm going to let you know what I prefer in women. I'm going to let you know what I deal with on a day-to-day basis. And and I'm spitting at the same time. Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't like I'm just saying saying some shit. I'm you know, spitting balls. You can call me crazy if you want to. Shorty got me on some other, some other shit. Shorty tell me what you want. I could beat it like it's bad or I could eat it like it's lunch. Ooh. I did nigga try to front to Go ahead and try your luck though What's a move, that's a dumb move My shorty bout it and she dumped too My shorty tryna tell me that she can have me sprung I'm like, you know who I am, girl, you fucking with the one She the type to go and get it, I'm the type to get it done So if you wanna chase this bag, shorty, let's go on this run I'm like, ooh, she like, ooh I'm like, shorty, what it do? She smoked the loud, I just sit the henny. She like hit it with me. I'm like, nah, she like why? I'm like, fun. Before I ask you about musical shit, since you've been so open and 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 we're in such a crazy time with sexuality, I mean, there's so much going on, and, and you know, there's like the, the question I have is like, how much response have you gotten from younger kids? girls oh, right. and and what does that mean to you because i'm sure like for a lot of people that struggle with their sexuality especially youth right you know and then black youth right spanish youth hood youth whatever right, the right. fuck you exactly. want to call, call it, it right. you're like a benchmark person outside of hip-hop like in my opinion you're like a like a, a benchmark person Absolutely. like when they talk about like sexuality of 2017 18 whenever you've been around like you're gonna be part talk of that right. when we're 40 years from now right. like you're gonna be part right. of it what does that mean to you? And like, who's reached out to you? And like, what's the, res- the response been in terms of the responsibility? Um, one thing I could say though, that's something I never put forward. Like, I never thought doing music would be bigger than the music. Right. You understand? I never thought my position in music would be bigger than the music. Mm-hmm. Because I just looked at music because I love music. You understand? I didn't know my position would play a bigger role. And... um. I think that kind of what makes it, I guess, bigger than what it is because of the fact that I don't think about it. And then people come to me like, yo, you inspire me because of how confident and how so accepting you are of yourself. So it's not even about, honestly, yo, fuck being gay. You know what I mean? Fuck being any type of sexuality you are. It's about just loving yourself. You know what I mean? You could be anything in the fucking world. Long as you love you, you going far. Mm. Like that helps you elevate to the position you trying to be where you ain't even worrying about your surroundings or what anybody even think of you. So it ain't to honestly, bro, it's not really about a label. It's actually bigger than that, too. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than the music. It's bigger than a label, uh-huh. the gay, whatever they want to call it. It's bigger than that, too. It's another layer. It's just about acceptance uh-huh. in all type of aspects of human beings. Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. I don't give a fuck how you look, what you represent, what you prefer, whatever. You look at me, you got eyes, you got nose, you got lips like me. You understand? And that's it, unless you lost the eye. Right. But you still had an eye. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it don't matter, bro. Right. And for people, you know, it's people out there, of course, you know, you have racism. You know, you have, you know, people that's against gays or whatever the case. I'm, I'm way past that, bro. Like, 
racism, all that. I'm way past that, man. I don't, I don't, I don't have no hate towards white people. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't blame every white person for something. Right. You can't blame every gay person for something. Right. You understand? It's bigger than that, man. We in fucking 2018, bro. Like the world is so much bigger. There's so much opportunities out here. People is gonna be people. You can't take that away from them. Right. Period. Because now people have self-confidence now. They learn in self-confidence. It's not like back in the day where a lot of shit was restricted. Right. Certain things you couldn't do, certain places you couldn't go, certain things you couldn't say, certain things couldn't be seen. But nowadays, it's so free. It's like, how can you stop that? It's mm -hmm. parades. It's like, yo, what could you do? Mm -hmm. And I was always one of them type of people. I didn't throw it out there. It was like, yo, I'm just being me. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make you accept me. I'm just saying who I am. Mm -hmm. Have you been contacted by like... Whoever, young, I mean, just the kids. Cause, right, right. Because you look like you're fucking 17. Like when yeah. I'm in front of you, I'm Thank like, you. You, you probably get carded if people don't know <laughs> you for, to, to like get on the bus and shit. Like, right, you right, look right, like, right. You know, ID like, me, yeah, facts. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's a good thing. You right. know what I mean? Because when you're 47, hopefully you look, you know, you still look, you, <laughs> right. know, you look we, 22. We ain't trying to think about that right now. <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, in terms of like just the kids that have reached out to you, right. like, you know, have you noticed that response, especially from, you know, kids that are struggling with that? Definitely. Um... Even on social media alone. I'm know, sure. Right. You know what I mean? Social media all the time is like, is, is kind of like consistent. I have people in my comments almost every other day letting me know how much I inspired them to just want to do what they need to do for themselves. Even with me doing the whole weight loss thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of the things. I don't try to, I try to like inspire people as much as possible. I even put quotes on my gram sometimes like, you know, you know, you may have a down, you know, have a bad day this day, but just, you know, don't lose faith, pray. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we all have bad days. So I always try to throw that inspiration out there. It's not even just about me, how I represent myself in music, but I still try to even put things out there for them to even look up to and be like, okay, I can respect that. I needed that today. And thank God Young and May put that up. You right. know, I don't want to be the cliche rapper where you just, you think you're just too cool for that. Because right. I don't feel like that's not being too cool. Right. I feel like you here, you having a platform for a reason. Right. God put you in that position for a reason. Right. It's for you to notice it and acknowledge it. It's not his job. His job is to put you on that platform. Now it's up to you how you gonna handle it. If you don't handle it right, he can take it away from you with no problem. That's dope. All right, music. So you were talking about loving music, you know, going back to when you were a kid. I guess it's the obligatory question. Mm. Who are your influences? Who's your, and it's interchangeable. Like for me, like when I go to like my, my favorite rappers, I'm not an MC, but like I'm like, there's this one, this one, this one, this one. There's mm -hmm. the, the three that I always make my list are Kane, KRS, Rakim. And then it'll okay. be interchangeable. It could be Nas, it could be Jay-Z, right. it could be, you know, whatever. But like, and not because I know it's hard because you don't want to leave anybody off, but just rattle off like from when you were young, the people that spoke in your soul, like hip hop dudes, that you were like, I fuck right. with these people. Right, absolutely. I grew up, see, I grew up in the um I was born in the nineties. Fuck. Man. But I um Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I was born in the nineties. Fuck that shit. And, uh, Me and Drew Hart were like fucking, we made money, lost it, fucking <laughs> married, fucking divorced. Yo, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it, man. we old, man. Nah, but the 90s, I grew up, I, bought, I was born in the 90s, early 90s, real early 90s, beginning of the 90s, actually. And um, I was more like hip hop era for me, when I say where I really understood it and paid attention was the early 2000s, like 2000, literally the Fucking new millennium, two thousand, up until you know a few years past that. So I was a more of a late nineties, two thousands hip hop fan. You know okay, what I mean? of course Biggie Smalls. My mom played Biggie all the time in the house. Mary J. Blige, you know whatever the case. Um, 
Jay Z, of course. It was it was a lot of you know uh, legends that that she played in. Um, but me, two thousands was like where I was like I I'm bumping this like I'm buying this album. What were the era. joints? A few of them. So I'm gonna say of course this one first. Fifty. Fifty was like to me just like oh three was like who is that? You understand? I was a big fan of Fifty. I was listening to stuff before that, of course, but Fifty was the one for me where it was like. This is fresh. This is new. I want to do music. Okay. So that's like the first one where like... Right. It was like, I'm taking this serious. Like, this is for me. Do you remember outside of all the the presentation about the music, the flow, like the way he was right. offbeat? Because one of the things I love about your music is that you take chances in terms of your inflections. You'll go in between the beats. Right. I love that. And so many, I feel like, young younger rappers, they won't take chances with exactly. that. Like, they, You know, and it's like, I'm not a musician, so I don't understand that. You could just hear it. Right. You know, even on that joint, like the bag, like you like, uh-huh. eh, and then you're like, and 50 was doing some funny yeah, yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. I do shit that you can't do, because nigga, I'm the damn truth. My money long like bamboo. No top on the damn coupe. The haters like this. Man, shoot, if I can't lose, just imagine what I can do. I'm at they heads like shampoo. Bitch, I made it like I planned to. And I'm hot, fuck around and catch a tan too. I ran to my dreams and my old team ran too. Posted up with the damn crew. Ride Lil' La, Rail, Dane's Keys, Black, Chris J. That's my man too. Big meat, sweetie tweeds, bitty Eli. All my niggas out in CIO butter, that's the fam too. Them haters mad because I came out the damn blue. And murdered everything and everybody in the damn room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's what I like the because it it made him different. It was like just how he said certain things, like yeah, you know what I mean. He was he was more. You could tell he was he was cocky with it, but he was confident. You know what I mean? And it was hood. It was original. It was him. It was that was fifty. Like it was like who's fifty cent? Because I don't know nobody that sound like him. This is some new fresh fresh air. You know what I mean? So, um, you know I'm young, so I'm, I was always into hip hop anyway. So. That was like one of my biggest things. Like that was out out of everybody. That was like my biggest influence on just music in itself. I was the biggest fan of, of Fifty or whatever the case. But then you had also you had Jay Z where he started to get in his prom around the two thousands. You know, of course he'd been out since the nineties. Mm-hmm. But in his his prom he became like that's when he started to cross over. Was in the two thousands when mm-hmm. he had those records. Mm-hmm. So I was a big fan of Jay Z. Dipset as well. When you talk about Harlem, Dipset had a big wave. I was a big fan of Dipset. Okay. Big fan of Dipset. Okay. Couldn't tell me nothing about Dipset. I was a big fan of Dipset. I was like, like Dipset 50 was like within the same range. 50, of course, higher, but Dipset was like right there. <laughs> Anything Dipset came out with, I thought was hard. Samples, everything. Do you, you know have you have you gotten to meet 50 you know, and, and Dipset? Absolutely. I, what, I met 50. So what did that, like, well, were you like, oh shit? Because um, he obviously had no, knows who you are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew so exactly what is that like when you... When, when I you, first met him, you know, it's crazy because he was exactly how I expected him to be. And, you know, sometimes you could be a fan of somebody for years, never met them, and then when you finally meet them, you're like, damn, I'm disappointed. He was exactly what I expected. Not stuck up. You know, he was very humble. He was like, yo, I, f- you know, I fucks with you. He was he official. That. He was the height I expected him to be. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes right. you think rappers is tall and they be short. Right. You think they big, they be small. You know what I mean? So he was exactly how I imagined him to be. So it was like, that was dope. At the same time, it was like, wow. And then it's kind of deeper for me because not only is it just the fact that it's 50, but, um, you know, before my brother passed, 
he always knew I was a fan of 50. You know mm. what I mean? He was always right there by my side. So just meeting him, you know, just brung back memories of just being with my brother and always talking to my brother like, yo, I love 50, da, da, da. And, you know, he always used to be like, yo, you love me, you know what I mean? And to experience that moment and meet him, like, that was probably like the first person I thought of was my brother, just being in that experience. Like, damn, bro, look, I really met him. Like, could you believe it? So it was it was more deep than just meeting 50. That's dope. You understand? Like, That's this dope. shit go far, man. That's you know what dope. I mean? So that experience was like just perfect, man. It wasn't It wasn't bad. You know what I mean? It wasn't over the top. It was just right in between. You know That's what I mean? dope. Yeah. Um, out of all the other people that have known who you are that might have bugged you out, and and you now because of social media, it's like everybody fucking knows everybody. We're right. all exposed to, you Everything. know, and there's good, bad, and in between with, with that. But like, you know, like even uh, when I saw you at the Snoop thing, I came into your, like I was like, young man, I got I wouldn't write be like, beeline <laughs> in there. But who of the people uh, over the last few years that you've met that recognize you that you were like, so-and-so knows who the fuck I am? Right, right, right. Um, I'm meeting Alicia Keys. That was crazy for me. Because I remember when I was a kid, people used to say I look like Alicia Keys. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I used to have the braids all the time. You know, she had the braids. And meeting her was so <laughs> humbling. Because she was like, it was like, am I meeting Alicia Keys? Like, this is Alicia Keys. Like, she's so cool. And I had did the show with Jimmy Fallon with her. Jimmy Fallon. And I had we did a song together. And I had to write the verse live. It was a live verse. I didn't record it or nothing. I had to memorize it and, and spit it. Right on live. So it was like a challenge in itself because now you're not, not only is you trying to memorize a verse for Alicia Keys that you never met before, because you got it and you on Jimmy Fallon. So you you know, this is pressure. Then you finally meet her, you like, oh, I really got to do right. And you're you know singing I mean? with her. I mean, she's right. singing she's right there, right. You know what I mean? First time person. So that was dope. Uh, who else? Um, oh, Jay Z. Tell me. Jay Z. Um, I met Jay-Z at um, Beyonce's formation tour where she did MetLife Stadium. That's the first time I met her. That's when, oh, first really was popping off, so it was like crazy. And that was the first time I performed at a um, stadium. So I was like, like, wow, like I was amazed. So when I met him, he like, he just was not, I ain't gonna lie, he was not what I expected him to be. Because I'm like, this is Jay-Z. Jay-Z should be like, you know, like that, you know. Up there, like, but he was like, like embracing me. He like, yo, I like your smile, man. He said, I like your smile. Your smile makes me smile. He took a picture. Come on, take a picture. Took a picture and smiled in the picture. So it was like, wow, like this is somebody. I was like, this Jay Z, like this Jay Z, like yo, it's fucking Jay Z. Yo, it's fucking Jay Z, bro. And he's like. Come here, like, let's take a picture. He, like, disarmed you and shit. Yeah, it was like, he was like, I res- I salute you. You understand? Right. So to get respect like that from Jay-Z, like, come on, man. You talking about this man? Like, this man done done a lot for Right. Me. Just in the business, Brooklyn, period. You know what I mean? It's something I'm carrying on as well. And to just get that respect from him was like, honor. I was like, wow, like, I just met Jay-Z. That's fucking dope. Yeah. That's fucking dope. So for to have Jay-Z a fan of mine, like, that's crazy, man. That's fu- I mean, it makes perfect fucking sense, but I mean, that just like hearing it is it, bugged out. Yeah. You, you, so when you write, do you write, here's a couple of questions. Do you write to a beat? Like at this point, because right. you're making a record and now you're like, you're obviously more conscious of it. Do you, is it rhyme first, beat first? 
How does it work with you? Like, and do you write on your phone? I like phone? this question. Do you write do you, on a pad, pen and paper? Like, right. what's your what's your process it. with like? I love this question because it's, it's so different and so straight to the point of of me. Um, when it comes to writing music, is it's never always the same, and I think that's what makes it the best. You know what I mean? It's unique. I feel like it should never be like a, a consistent pattern of how you do things. Music's supposed to speak to you in different ways. So certain beats I hear, it may bring a different side out of me where to the point where I can hear the beat, comprehend the beat, feel the beat, and I won't need the beat no more. You know what I mean? I just sometimes go. The syncopation of it? Like, yeah, like, you, like you, you memorize it. You lock it in. You lock the style. You lock the, you lock the sound in. You lock the rhythm in. It talks to you already. It's, it's like it, it stays in your mind. Like when you, when you hear a song and the words get stuck in your head. Got you. It's the same thing with a beat. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's times where I, I can't, it's hard for me to keep the beat on and right. So I'm like in between, like, it's like, I got to play the beat, listen to it, think about what I'm going to say. All right, cool. Boom. I'm going off this rhythm. All right, bet, 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 bet. Turn the beat off. Cause right, some I'm going to say this. Because some people will like write to, they have to have the beat on. They have on, the beat right? on, right. Me, I can't. It's hard to keep the beat on because to me, the beat isn't always... It's not consistent, and definitely nowadays, like the beats change up. You know what I mean? You have, you have boom, boom, tick, 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 then you have, like you have certain melodies throughout the beat that mm-hmm. switches up where you want to ride the beat a certain way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You don't want to stay consistent. You don't want to have the same sound. So that's why I have to cut the beat off. Um, I got you. Right, and, and that makes sense because of that thing I was saying. Like when you go, I, I'm not a musician, so I don't know the fucking term, but you right. sort of go in between. Right. Because you think about the you think about the bars too. You know, a lot of people don't understand the bars too. It's like certain bars, like a certain amount of bars within the beat. When the beat start to switch up, you know, so you have to like count it. So it's like it's not. See, what writing is math involved too. A lot of people don't understand that. So it's not as easy as it may seem. You know I've been trying I mean? to fucking rap for forty yeah. years. <laughs> not nothing. Four lines, the best I have. Fucking. I got shit. And that's why... So not, not fucking, I can't even rap like a normal person. I've been trying. So, I, I mean, you know. But, um, and me, I'm real, uh, I have a lot of integrity. So, it, it has to be right with me. You know what I mean? I, have, I guess that's a gift and a curse, honestly. I'm um, having a lot of integrity. Um, and... Uh, what I was, what you, what else you said? Um, and, and tra- like physically writing. Oh, yeah, because- writing. Right, on the phone. And see... I'm happy you asked that too, because nobody actually asked me that question. Um, Fuck yeah! Until we get to the <laughs> stuff about her directing the porno. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Hold on. <laughs> but um, writing on—I used to always write on paper before phones. You know, of course, I've been writing for so long. I've been writing since I was nine years old. So before okay. phones, it was paper. It was no books. That's all we had. We had the uh, what was it called? The composition books, black and white joints. Mm-hmm. That's what we had. I didn't. It wasn't back when I was nine, ten years old. I ain't had no cell phone to right. write something to. It wasn't that at all. So we had the composition books. My mom used to buy me a whole bunch of them. Or it'd be times where I go to ninety nine cent store and stack up on them. It used to be like a dollar a book, ninety nine cent a book, fifty cent a book sometimes. And you fill them one. shits up. I was filling them up at, at that age, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yes, I had stacks of books filled, page back and forth with rhymes. With rhymes. Do you have any more? Any of them? You know what's so sad about this situation, and I and I hate. The fact that I even have to deal with it is the fact that we had everything in storage. And my mom, uh, unfortunately, we, we lost the storage. And, you know, once you don't pay the storage off for a certain amount of time, they auction your stuff off. And that was our situation. So 
There might be some fucking guy out there with my rhymes, man. I, and I think about yo. I think about it so often. Like when it ever gets brought to my attention, I, I had not even just rap books. I had videotapes on the uh, camcorders. Remember the camcorders yeah. that you put the tape in, and you hold it's like a big ass camcorder. Yeah. You hold. My grandmother gave me one of those. Gave me hers, and I used to. Man, we used to have we used to set it up on the on the VCRs and stuff like that. On and all kinds of shit. On the war unit and push record and record and make fake videos. Like, damn, I had so much stuff, man. Like when it came to music, like I could have made a whole documentary. And to this day, like it, it kind of disappoint me because I would have had so much to give, right? To show, like, right. this ain't bullshit. This right. is real. Like right. I really did this. You know what I mean? Like I really did this. I really loved this, and I really dedicated to it. So, um, writing on paper, like. To this day, I still make myself write on paper because sometimes the best shit come out on paper because you're literally physically writing it. So it's more so your mind is comprehending as you write it more so than when you type it in the phone. A lot of people don't understand that. You'll memorize a verse that you write down than you would when you type in the phone. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the hardest shit could come out when you're writing. Then when you type in the I phone. I get it. I get it. Because it's like that physical. It's a physical sort it's of. a physical. Yeah. I, I know you, when I'm trying to remember lines, that's what I do. I don't even, like, they're not, um, I can't even really read them, but I'll write the shit right, down. Right, right, right. Like, I have to write the shit down. Exactly. Oh, um, yeah. No, that's that's basically what it is. That's the difference. To me, honestly, sometimes you can, I feel like the best shit come from writing than typing. All right, so specifically the ooh song, which, how many times a day do you get heckled ooh? Because even when we were upstairs, like, I like I mean, when you're out in the streets, I mean, it may, may have dipped off a little bit, but I don't think so. Like, even yeah, when yeah. I saw it, they, they gave, like, everywhere, ooh. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, ooh. It's got to be fucking a, enough already. Like, I mean, you do. It's you a know, blessing and a curse. Yeah, exactly. At the same time. Um, because, you know, as a lingo, you create it as a big, you know, record. You understand? Like, ooh is always said. And I never took credit for the word Ooh, because you say, like, you had singers singing, ooh. Like, it's, it's just a, a melody to say. But now it's becoming, it's like a stamp, like, pow. That's ooh, three O's, three U's. So the first person you kind of think of is Young and May mm -hmm. because we made it fun. We made it funny. We made it a song. And I didn't mean to make it a song. That's the funny thing. Tell me. It was something we always said. Ooh. You know what I mean? It wasn't nothing where we, we uh... It was like a gesture. It's like a gesture. It's like when you see a girl, you'd be like, damn, she mm -hmm. look good. Or so ooh was like, ooh. Ooh. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's what it was. And we was always saying it. Like we used to be on uh Facebook Live. That's when Facebook Live was popping. And we'd be on Facebook Live and uh we'd probably read one of the comments. I'm like, ooh, what you mean by that? <laughs> you know, it was something on my team did, like Red Life, that's what we used to say, and I, that's what we used to say. So and there would be times like it was times where before I even came out the record, ooh, where you were hearing like my previous songs, I'll do it like in the ad lib. You hear me say ooh in the ad lib, or I might come in in the intro and say ooh real quick. So it was something I always did, but then with this record, it was like a little more extra. Like I said it a lot. Right. And I didn't know what I was gonna name it yet. But then when I was listening to the record, I noticed how much I said it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just calling this shit, ooh, because I say it all the time. You know, it was like, spare the moment shit. Right. And it blew up. Yeah, they hate, but they broke though. And when it's time to pop, they have no show. Yeah, I'm pretty, but I'm local. The loud got me moving slow-mo. Hey, yo, Tweety, where the hoes, bro? Hey, yo, Keys, where the hoes, though? That other nigga, he a bro. 
liquor by the boatload. Disrespect the life, that's a no no. All my niggas dressed in that rojo. I ride for my guys, that's the broco. Baby gave me head, that's a low blow. Damn, she make me weak when she deep throw. I need a rich bitch, not a cheap hoe. Baby on that hate shit, I peeped though. My brother told me, fuck him, get that money, sis. You just keep on running on your hungry shit. Ignore the hate, ignore the fake, ignore the funny shit. Cause if a nigga violate, we got a honey clip. When did you realize, like, the shit sort of took on a life of its own? Uh, when I start hitting on the radio a lot. And was, was that the flex. first time you were on the radio? Yeah. No, 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 no. That wasn't the first time I was on the radio. No, that was, one of your songs. No, that wasn't okay. the first time. No, okay. I, I had other stuff on the radio before. Um, But this is when it got, like, where it was played back, like, fucking 50 times. And it was, like, New York City. <laughs> this is New York City. <laughs> like, right. this is it. You know what I mean? And... And hearing that, and people calling me like, yo, you know what Flex is doing on your record right now? Like, it's going crazy. And I already had fans. So right. when I before Flex even put it on the radio, I had a show that I did previously before that um, that sold out in Brooklyn at Baby's All Right. And all my fans came out, and they already knew the song. So when I, I already put the record out because I had put out a freestyle called Oh My God. And at the end of Oh My God, which was to the Jay-Z beat, the um him, him, you, her, them freestyle. Okay. But I called it Oh My God. At the end of it, I put Ooh, the Ooh record at the end. And I did like a quick little, you know, snippet of what was coming next. Like, you know, rappers used to do back in the day. Nobody was doing that. Right. I brought that back out. Just a out. little piece and yeah. you just freak it. And then I brought that, that back out, that whole putting out a little snippet I of got the you. next record. People like, what the fuck is yeah, this yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they knew the they knew the freestyle was hard. They heard the freestyle first, but then people was like, "But what's that record you got at the end? No, what's that? That's coming." So that was the plan. So I'm like, "I bet now people interested." You did that on like that was did conscious. On purpose. purpose. That's dope. Purpose. All my idea. Nobody else. That's this is, dope. Everything my idea. So boom, I'm reading the comments. I'm paying attention to people's reactions, and they, you know, a lot of people are like, "Yo, but what's that record you got at the end? What is that chord? What's that record at the end?" I'm like, "Bet I right, boom. It's a little leeway. Got a little head start. Cool." So then I start putting out little videos on Instagram of the record playing. I'm singing a record in the song. Like, you call us that, man? I go, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, okay. What's that? When you dropping that? When you dropping that? I'm getting mad comments, mad views, mad love. This one already had my little fan base. I wasn't at a million followers. I probably had over like 100,000 followers. Okay. But I had a fan base. Like, I, I had my you. supporters, my system. That was it. Long story short, I finally dropped the record. You know, it was getting mad love. You know, it was it was, it was was very local at first. Um. And then uh, I threw the video out for it. Threw the video out for it. This was like the end of May, right? End of May, I threw the video out for it. Was this 2016? 2016. Around May. It was like beginning of May. It was the end of May. It was beginning of May. Threw the video out for it. That's when it really started to blow up on the internet. So now people getting familiar. This one, I'm 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 collecting people videos that singing the song, posting on my page. You know, working, right? You know, promoting as I show. Are you bugging when you're seeing that though? I am, I am because it's like one of the first records I've seen so many people in tune with. <laughs> right. And I'm like, wow, this is the one I was kind of skeptical on even putting out. And look at this shit. You know what I mean? So I'm. You were so much skeptical, love. like you like yes, you did? because it, I was I wasn't lyrical on this record. I got you. You understand? This was a fun record. This was a, you know, say whatever's on my mind record, like the cool record. You know what I mean? And to get so much feedback, it's like, okay, I get it now. Cool. I'm putting out all these videos out. When I did the sold out show in Brooklyn, Baby's All Right. And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm performing all my songs. They know it word for word or whatever. These people that's been fans. And then this is the last song I do. 
Because I'm like, this is the new record. I don't know. You know what I mean? This is the first know? time you performed it? Yes, first time. Put it on. The reaction, bro. Crazy. I'm talking about word for fucking word. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited that I didn't even want to rap no more. I just put the, the mic out to the crowd and they were just going in. And that footage alone went crazy. Once I put it on my page, all of a sudden you, we getting phone calls from like all radio. Da, da, da. What is this? Da, da, da. They just seen the crowd sing the shit word for word. That's fucking dope. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Yeah. Now, you said you have a lot of integrity and you have this monster sort of, uh, you know, opening song to the world, to the the fans that didn't just know you. Exactly. Do you feel um, the pressure of like living up to that? That's an anthem. Like, do you feel the pressure of an anthem? Like, do I need to make another anthem? Like, because... You know, like when I when I met you the other day, I was like, and I'm sure I was like, I shouldn't even ask for that because I'm sure you get asked this every day. When's the record coming out? When's yeah, the record yeah, yeah, coming yeah. out? Do you feel the pressure of coming out, and and what are you gonna do to avoid being handcuffed by the pressure? Right, right. Because I'll use Tribe as an example. My guy, Q-Tip. Fucking. Sometimes it's like, yo, just give up the record. That was one of the things that they talked about. Some of the great Tribe Called Quest songs, like, yo, give up the record. Give up the record, man. This shit is dope. It's not going to get any better. Like, do you have that internal fight? Absolutely. And what are you going to do to like, be, you know, to sort of absolutely. like jump in the pool? Absolutely, because I have so much integrity. So you know that definitely becomes the the curse part of it. You know, when you have integrity, you uh, when you when you build that success. So suddenly, you know what I mean? Like you always you always had your fan base, you always built from the from the bottom to the top. But when now you get this record that you didn't even mean to blow up, it's like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Of course it's pressure. Absolutely. But um I'm trying to learn how to, you know, separate people's opinions from how I used to be where I just focused on the music. You know what I mean? Because now I'm famous. It's expectations. It's expectations. It's a lot of expectations. Because now people paying attention to you. Before, it was like, who is that? It's like proving yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Now it's moving on from the next step. I got you. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Um, At first, it was worse. Now it's it's a little more lenient now. It's a little more easier now. it was worse just in terms of the pressure. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody, what are you going to yeah, do? What are you yeah, going to yeah. do? What are you going to do? Yeah. And you're um, like, I didn't even know I was going to fucking do this. Right. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, right. damn. Damn. Leave me alone, man. Nah, you know, it, it is what it is. And I know I'm a dope artist at the end of the day. And I know it's people who really just, they just want me to win. You know what I mean? You got motherfuckers that want you to lose. But it is what it is. And I'm at this point where, you know, you got to learn how to... Just getting in the, in the business, in the game is difficult. You know it's I mean? a whole... Fuck a record. You know what I mean? Right. Just... Learning the business and separating yourself from personal to to this type of market is difficult. You know what I mean? It's not it's not easy, and you know a lot of people don't understand that. And um, and then people understand too. I'm still independent. 
I don't have no label behind me. So what does that mean? Because I, I, as long as this fucking guy, Juaz, explained it to me, I don't get it. What does that mean you don't have a label behind you? Uh, well, And why not? I'm sure you've been approached. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just... do. You can say same. you don't trust Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> just say I don't trust Whitey. That these fucking fat cat... Music industry cocksuckers, you know, like, I don't trust these fucking money-grubbing pricks. I have a lot of trust issues. Absolutely, I have a lot of trust issues. So that does definitely play a part. Um, I wouldn't say I never, I always say this, I never would say I would never sign to a label. I just feel like when it's my time, God will let me know. I got you. You're So you're think, you're conscious of it. You're, you're yeah. not just... You want to make sure everything feels comfortable feels and it's the right label and at the right I time. And I get to a point where I'm like, yo, nah, we got to get a label involved. Like, this, we got to get a label involved. Then cool, we'll do that. Other than that, man, I'm about taking risks. But it ain't, it ain't like I'm not dabbing into other things. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get involved as much as possible. But music, of course, itself comes first. You know what I mean? So um, I got I got faith, man. I feel like everything is happens for a reason, man. I feel like I wasn't put in this position for no reason, man. Trust I got me. you. Yeah. Um, before I ask you a couple other things, the one, why did you, I loved it. You fucked my head up. The quiet storm video where you rocked over the mob deep beat. What did you want to do that for? Like, cause I was just like, yo, Jesus fucking bashed this fucking shit. And it's such an iconic beat. And the video was dope. Obviously, you know, that song means so much to so many fucking people. Like, What did you want? Like, cause to shoot a video, like you shot a, essentially a video. It's right. not a. It's not a fucking like. That's like a work. That's right, like a right, thing. Right. And it's essentially like a mixtape video. Right. 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 Why that beat and and why that like you know put that much work in it? Is it just for like the heat? Is it for like to show you you could spit? Like, wh- what was the reason for? Because it, it that was another one was like, what the fuck is going on? And this is fucking crazy. So I've been told I'm the hottest in New York. Yeah. You believe that, ma? Yeah, nigga, what you thought? And I ain't even signed yet. Uh, and Flex uh, said, where you behind now? Never hitting. All the shit that I'm spitting been invented. Uh, Songs been written. Uh, Shows been did it. Uh, the booth been in it. Damn, I feel offended. Damn. And now I'm known from Atlantic to the Pacific. This is just me. Uh, I ain't trying to be different. That's the problem with the game. Everybody's something they isn't. Yeah. My goal is the business. Fuck seven digits. Fuck. I'm just trying to do what my brother didn't. Right. I love you, nigga. That was more so, it was something I always did, like rap over uh, one of the throwback beats or whatever, just, you know, let people know, you know, I'm a spitter, you know what I mean? And I, and, I, and I believe in the city. Anything I did was always from the city. It was always from New York City. So it was just me kind of carrying that, you know, that that torch, you know what I mean? And, and letting people know, like, this is Brooklyn, this is the city, it's New York, you understand? And, um... It was actually an old freestyle too. It wasn't even something new. It wasn't even after O or nothing. I did it probably like a year before I did O. It was just something to put out, you know, at I the got time. You. And it was for the, you know, for my supporters in general, something that they, you know, was waiting on to see. And then it blew up bigger than what it was supposed to do. But it was it was for them, but then it was like, okay, now I'm gonna give it to you for you new motherfuckers right. that don't know what I've been doing already. Right. So it was like one of those I situations. Got you. Yeah. So when you say freestyle, like if a beat comes on, like I know if if you're in tune with what you do as much as you do, like you write, you know, obviously, you know, there's going to be things from this, beat, you know, rhyme I, without even thinking. I imagine like they're just coming together. But if I if I like put a beat on that you lo- love now, you could just start rocking like that's, like that's from the head. You mean? Yeah. Like you could just start rocking like that's real shit. Yeah, you could. I can always spit from the head if I'm just having fun with it. But I'm not. It's not where I can just go 
consistent. Like I have to write. I'm a writer. Okay. So when I say freestyle, people understand. People always be like, "Oh, that's not a freestyle because you ain't spinning from the head." Like your interpretation of a freestyle and my interpretation of freestyle is two different things. To me, a freestyle is where you're freely expressing yourself in your own style. Got you. You know what I mean? I got you. You're going. Whatever comes to mind, you're saying what comes to mind. There's no hook. There's no thought. It's like more so whatever's on your mind, you're freely just going off. You I know got what I you. Mean? That's a freestyle. And so I, I be confused when people are like, oh, she ain't spinning from the head, so that, that ain't a freestyle. Hey, these fucking she ain't. These are these fucking Instagram yeah, comments. Kiss my fucking ass. can't fucking spit. spit. You can't fucking spit, fucking spit, spit out of their fucking mouth. mouth. <laughs> fucking, these fucking Instagram <laughs> comments. You know, I'm thinking about cutting my fucking comments off. I put the fucking post up there and you, you comment to yourself. Right. You like it, you don't right. like it, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that crazy. I'm sick of your fucking comments. It's crazy, these motherfuckers. Everybody's got a fucking opinion. Something to say. Definitely on the fucking internet. everybody's got an opinion. Right. That's right. crazy. You've been all over the world now? Have you been to every every continent at this point? I feel like I have. Shit. Australia? No, not Australia. Okay. Uh, South America, obviously. Yeah. Europe. Europe. Italy. The whole yeah, fucking China. deal. Yeah. All right, let's start with the United States. This is the fucking question. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with the United States. What city's got the baddest chicks? That's a good question. You don't question. have to say one. You could say top three. Like, in, in your travels in the United States, baddest chicks collectively. I'm going to say Miami. Okay. What do we got out there? Now, I'm a married man. I don't <laughs> fuck around. Okay. Miami. And I never even spent that much time in Miami, even when I was a, 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 it might be hard to believe, at one time I was a fucking coxman. I was knocking things down left and fucking right <laughs> and center, okay? <laughs> fucking all over the fucking place, okay? <laughs> fucking Brownsville, all over the fucking city. That's why the Rock Kim uh, uh, line, when I had sex, I left my name on necks. It always rang fucking true to me because I left my name on necks. My trademark was left throughout the projects. Okay? So that was, that was in the 80s and the 90s, okay? But now it's your turn. Um, You're knocking them down. Left fucking right to you. Stay away from my fucking wife, okay? Because <laughs> my wife, she said to me, she's never been with a woman. She goes, I would consider being with her. I was like, what the fuck is going oh, on? She man. said, she, but yeah, you know, I hear she, that a lot, man. I'm sure you must get that a lot. You stay the fuck away from my fucking wife. <laughs> Yo, I love it, man. I love it. But nah, um, that's one thing I can say about Miami. Miami, you never know even if the girl is from Miami because so many people be in Miami. So you don't even know if they fucking from Miami. But I'm going to say that's where I see a lot of beautiful women at. Okay. Uh, for some reason, if we, I, I'm going to say up top, you know, be, I'm from the city or whatever. I'm from Brooklyn or whatever. But... I'm going to say, when it come to, like, up north, the best-looking chicks I've seen up north would be from Philly, I'm going to say. Okay. For some reason, I've, I've ran into a lot of pretty Philly girls. Okay. You know what I mean? I always say that. I'm like, yo, I be always meeting a pretty Philly girl. So, oh. I don't know. You know, whatever anybody else feel cool, that's up to them. But what I experienced from I Philly, you. I always met a pretty Philly girl. I mean, the reality is there's beautiful people all over all the place. All over the place, right. Fuck it. We're going to go worldwide now. Right. Um, First of all, let me get a specific question here. Right. Have you been to Brazil? No. God damn it. I wanted to hear Young M.A.'s analyzation of the asses in Brazil. Nope. Fuck. You haven't been to Brazil yet? Nope. Okay. So all, we're all across the world where you've been, what are the places where you've took notice? Like, okay, this this spot. Dubai. Yo. He, been, he was there with me. Dubai, man. Now, what do we got out there? What are we, what are we talking about? What are we, what are we seeing? First of all, we're seeing... It's like, I knew Dubai was lit, don't get me wrong, 
And I never go nowhere with intentions on something. I always go like, all right, bet. I got to work. I'm booked here or whatever. But when I got there, it was like, wow, this is what it is. Wow. It's about the club. I had, I had, a, show, I had a show at uh, Bass. Okay. Spot called Bass in Dubai. Big club. It was outdoor. It had like almost like a stadium look. Big club too. Fishu. And before we even went to the club, we was in a restaurant. And when I tell you, this is not somewhere where you just see the baddest bitches just walk into the restaurant with no problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't see that in New York, man. You right. don't just see you in a restaurant and just, I'm talking about the baddest of the baddest just walk in the fucking spot. You would think, like, who is that? You know what I mean? You don't see that often. Um, and it was like back to back. It wasn't, that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't see back to back bad chicks right. walking into the restaurant. Right. Maybe that's one, what's going on yeah, out there. Yeah, that's what's going on out there. Uh, that's you, part of the culture of Dubai. Right. Bad bitches. Right. Okay, give me another place in your travels. We got fucking France. We got London. I don't know where you've been. Italy, fucking Sweden, Norway. Uh, Where's another place? Yeah, I've been to a lot of places you just said. Norway, <laughs> London, um, Amsterdam, Japan. What's going on over there? A lot of beautiful women. Okay. Uh, my top, I'm DR. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Down there, it's real, right? Yeah. DR's lit. Yeah. Yeah, he came with me to DR one time, too. Yeah, I've yeah, been to DR yeah. like two, three, two times. That's the dream, DR. DR's real, right? Yeah. yeah. That's like the asses, women. right? Yeah. Is it because Dominican women are beautiful in general? Right. So when you're down there, it's just like a plethora of beautiful women across right. the board. Right. All right, my final question before I leave. All right. This is breaking news, and I'm proud to break it. Oh, shit. You, you, Speaking of women. You had the experience of directing a no-no, directing a porno. Uh, all women. <laughs> That's a good term. You heard that term, no-no? No, she was the first one. You fucking take it and run with it. I bet. I got take you. it and take, you made it up, you take it, because that could be some shit that you say, like in a rhyme. Right. Fucking with the no-nos. Ah, <laughs> shit's in the bag. Right. So t how the fuck did you wind up directing a no-no, and what was that like <laughs> to actually be there in terms of just like... What was that like from you? Well, like, first, what did you see? You know, it was funny. It's because I don't watch no nos. Having you say it to make it, you, you say know, it so much and better. A, than and me. a lot of people do. And I was never really like one of them people that just watched no nos. And oh, this is definitely something new. Like this is totally new, as far as like just that in itself, an I experience, mean, right? You know, once I got there and everything, it was real, man. It was like. Oh, they for real. Do the women come out, like, how does it start to become sexual? Like, when you first get there, like, you've been on video sets. Right. You've been, you know, you know what's going on. Like, we're chilling first. Are the women nude uh, yeah. first? Yeah. Are they in towels? They're comfortable. They don't they, give a they fuck. They don't give a fuck. They come out naked, walk around, talk to you naked. It's like they so They introduce different. themselves to you naked. I, I had a whole conversation with a woman, and she was butt naked. She was explaining uh, how she got laser to shave her hairs off so her shit won't grow back. And she's butt naked, and we're talking about her damn vagina. But it was, it didn't, to me, honestly, like, no disrespect, it didn't feel like 
anything perverted or anything sexual. It was, to me, honestly, a regular conversation. I didn't take it like, oh, I'm looking at her vagina, nothing. Right. I'm really there to work. Right. I'm really directing. I'm really there focusing on these girls and who we got involved or whatever. I didn't come there to play around and be some fucking perverted motherfucker. Like, right. I don't, I don't play that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a few beautiful women in there, whatever the case. So, But me, I'm taking my job serious. So me having a conversation with her, I really want to know Certain things because Got you. this is new for me. Got you. So she's normal. She's out, butt naked, titties out, pussy out, talking to me like, yeah, you know, I got my done last year, and uh, you know, I haven't grown as she's describing. The the better it is, and you know, you don't get ingrown hairs. Like we're really, really talking about this. What is your take on? Uh, and I don't mean to be. I don't because I don't. I'm not a pervert, and I'm not. I don't even like to have. But like, I just love your take on this. I like women with vaginal hair. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm happy you said that. And, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you some shit. Uh, you're a grown woman. I want a grown woman. I don't want a fucking like. You know, I'm not saying I want like you know a mess. It's funny you say that, because the same girl I'm having this conversation with, she told me in the porn industry that they rather most of the girls to have some type of something on their vagina for that particular reason that you're saying for like, you know, mature woman. Whatever, because, you know, whatever the situation is. And I'm like, really? Why? I never knew that. Never, you know, because I never paid attention. So I never knew that. She's like, yeah, they prefer. So a lot of women had a little hair on it, but but not her. The other girls. I did. got you. Yeah. So in terms of the sexuality, uh, uh, is is there sexuality or is it all staged? Like, what, what, you know, and how much directing did you do? And did you feel comfortable? Like, when you say directing, are you like... Oh, move your head this way. Like, ha, yeah, no, and I'm directing. You, and so, and you're saying what? Like, what was the most uncomfortable thing about her, or were you totally cool because no. you know you were respectful? No, I definitely was comfortable the whole time. Nothing was uncomfortable for me. Um, I just wanted, I didn't want it to like, I, I, to me, I'm, I'm so like I say, I have a lot of integrity. So when I do something, I want everything to be done right. I don't want it to feel like it's just this. So you know, a lot of times when I was on the set, I was you know coming to the girl, the main character girl, coming to her like, yo, when you do this scene. Make it a little more realistic. You know what I mean? Don't be the normal porn video where the girls like they can't act. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I hate that. Like, I've seen a few. I don't watch porn. The build up, you mean? Like, the dialogue. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the dialogue. Exactly. It's like, don't don't look fake. Like, don't look like you're fake acting. Like, really get into it. You know what I mean? And that's how I looked at it. Like, being that this is something I'm directing, they told me I had full control. So, this is what I was doing. And, you know, I let her know. I'm like, yo, when you, do, when you come into this scene, like... Like if you was never in this position before, would you act like this? No, you would really be like surprised. Like what? Like what the hell am I getting myself into? So, you know, I had to you know come to the, to the girls a few times and let them know what they need to do. It was a it was a few girls that was actually really into like what they was doing, like really like having fucking sex. And I was just coming to them like, yo, you guys are doing awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird, but. I was really into it. Like, it was like I was really into the point of directing. Like, it wasn't, honestly, to me, like, probably anybody else, it probably would, probably had turned them on or whatever the case. Um, and I'm speaking truthfully, like, it's a turn on, of course, to see women, you know, get involved with each other, of course. You know, it's, it's sex. But in my mind, I'm really in director mode. I got like, I'm you. I'm looking at you like, okay, you two guys having sex, keep doing that the guys same way. Guys mean girls. Yeah, like girls. Yeah, like this is all guys, girls. But yeah, this is girls. Nah, yeah, it's I got, all I, girls. All no, women. I want to make sure because yeah. we're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, a porno. Yeah. Nah. We got to be fucking yeah, clear. Let's, yeah, let's be clear on this right here. Right. No men, no right. nothing. No, I just that. wanted, because you no. said you two guys over here, but you said girls yeah, before. But, I don't want to be. Yeah, but like it wasn't you guys, a fucking, you, know, you guys is like a you no, guys No, yeah, but when there. we're talking porno, we want to be specific. All right, so bro, that's And when we're talking your porno that you're directing, we want to be all really fucking. You girls, you girls, all right. 
Boom, Ladies, listen, listen, go over there and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was basically telling the girls like you guys are doing like keep doing it the same way you're doing. Like it's perfect, you know what I mean? And um it's, I ain't gonna lie, it's definitely different than what I expected. It, it's a lot of like, you know, it's a lot of in acting. You I know got what you. I mean? And um but I'm interested in it. It's probably something I can see myself doing again. Okay. You know what I mean? It was cool, it was fun. It wasn't, you know, out of you know, out of the fucking out of this world, I, I would got have you. expected, but no, it was actually something I was like, oh, okay, this is this ain't too bad. I you got know what you. I mean? It's cool. It's dope. The girls was respectful. You know, I made sure they got everything they needed on set. You know, I spoke to them like, yo, you good? You cold? Whatever the case, hot? You want? You know what I mean? You need something to drink? You know, you directing. You got to make sure these girls is comfortable and all that. So I really took it as business, bro. All right, that's it. I I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you rocking me on the Iron Rap Absolutely. Boy Stereo. I, I, like I said, I'm a fucking fan. Thank you. And uh, um. This just means a lot. I, I respect the shit out of you. Um, I, I, I can't wait to hear uh, uh, what else you're coming out with. Thank you. And um, what you know, can I man, say? You know, you know that's what it is. Man. No doubt. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. Already. Outside with my people, I'm outside 